Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. For those of you who might be dads and you might not love what you're doing, you might not love the fact that you are a dad, this is for you today. I want you to love your family. I want you to love your kids. I want you to love the fact that you are a dad and that you get to be a dad. If you have kids, if you have a family, I want you to know what you've got. I want you to be aware of the blessings that you have if you are alive and well and your kids are healthy or alive, even if they have a sickness and even if there is brokenness in your home, if you are able to be in contact with your kids, I want you to recognize how blessed you are today. Here's what I want to do. Recently, September 11th just came around, and hard to think that it's been since 2001 when everything happened, but that it was a tragic day. I think most people who are alive and who are old enough to remember, remember where they were. I was in my fifth grade class in Miss Wilson's room, and she'd forgot to wear her makeup that day, and she always wore makeup, so her face was incredibly pale. I remember them rolling in the TV on the cart, trying to pull up the news and us getting to watch what was happening. It was in fifth grade, and I remember it very clearly. It was a tragic day, and some of the most tragic things that happened, some of the most moving things, were the conversations that we got to hear after the fact. Conversations that men had with their wives, that people had with their families in their final moments. Recognizing that this is it. I've got a few minutes left and then I'm out of here. My wife and I have a devotional and man, this was really, really poor timing when we got it, but we got it. And I think the very first devotion that we did was the one for September 11th. It was a daily devotional and September 11th was the day that we started. And what that devotional did is what I want to do for you today. The devotional brought to memory those people who had to make those calls and let their wife or their kids or their families know, I'm not going to make it home. This is it. This is what's happening. Here's what we're going to do. I love you and all the other final moment goodbyes. And the devotional asked my wife and I, or whoever's reading it, the husband and the wife, to tell each other what you would want them to know if you had just a few moments left. Now, I am not one who thinks that we can live like we are dying. We are dying. I mean, that's kind of the reality, but I don't think you can realistically live that way every single day. You have to, as the Bible says, occupy until he comes. You have to just keep living, keep striving, keep having your goals and following the mission, you have to keep doing those things. Because if I knew that tomorrow was it for me, I would be 
going to all the people that I care about. I would be trying to make sure that anything that needed to be done that I knew only I could do, I would work to get it done. I would work to do things that I don't normally get to work on on a day-to-day basis. So you cannot realistically live like you were dying. But I want you to try this exercise. Please don't drive your car while you do this. (laughs) Please be in a place of uh, solitude and privacy. But occasionally, and I do not do this often, but occasionally I think about what it would be like if I was having a final moment with my children. And this is a tough thing to do. I realize that this is a reality for some people. And I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be disingenuous in what I'm doing because I know people are facing hurt from the lo- from the loss of a child that at this point I don't know what it's like and selfishly I hope I never know what it is like. But still I have the ability to think about what that would be like and what I would do. What would you do? What would you say if you were having final moments with your child? The other day I thought about my daughter Reagan. She is a little princess. I thought about her and I thought, man, what would happen if something happened to her and the final moments were coming? I think I told my wife this, you know, way after things, way way after she was born, Reagan was born, but she was baby number two, and for whatever reason, I knew she was a girl. I knew that she was a girl. I just, I just did. I didn't have proof, but I just knew it. And while I would drive Frankie around, I would listen to Cinderella by Stephen Curtis Chapman. That was always my little song for Reagan, even though I didn't know she was going to be Reagan, even though I didn't know she was going to be a girl. Something inside, I just, I knew. And so I would listen to that song, and I would bawl like a baby, just thinking about the day of walking her down the aisle and having that last dance with her, with like all those other dances that, I would have had with her, and then that line he says at the end, (laughs) and all too soon the clock will strike midnight and she'll be gone. It's just like, man, I would drive and I'd have to turn it off because you can't see when you've got tears in your eyes. So that's why if you're going to do this, please be in a place where you're sitting down. I thought to myself, you know, what would happen if she got sick? And then the doctor came and said, hey, She's got, she's got a couple moments left. You could say, say whatever you want to say, but this is it. I just thought, you know, if depending on however her state was, if if the doctors, if the staff would give me permission, it would be just to, just to kind of pick her up, hold her the best I could, and just kind of dance around with her. And just sing that little song that I get to dance with Cinderella. And, you know, the the thing that's crazy with Reagan is she is the princess girl. All she wants to do is grow up and be 
Elsa or she's got the tangled. She loves all the princesses. She's had a Cinderella ring and and I just I just think to myself, you know, what would I do? How would I give this final expression of love and affirmation to my kids? And for whatever reason, that thought came to my mind and it would be, you know what? It, it's not that it would be all about words with her. What it would be with her is, yeah, I'd probably say I love you, but I would I would I would make sure she felt like a princess going out. That's what I would do with her. And then I thought about my my son Frankie. God, he all he wants to do, <laughs> all he wants to do right now is be better than dad. That's his mission in life right now is to be smarter and to be stronger and and to be better. And when I, I thought about him, it, I thought about things being the other way around and me being the one who would leave the scene and Frankie being the one who would live on. I thought, Wait, what would I say to him? And in those moments, what I hope I would say beyond the I love you is I I would just build that kid up. I'd say, Frankie, you've always been better than dad. And I've just been trying to be as good as you are. I would just let him know that I I look up to him, even though I know he looks up to me, because it's true. I see that little guy, and I am so proud of him. I am so proud that I get to call him my son. I would I'd let him know. I'd let him know. This whole time he's been trying to be better than me. I've just been trying to be like him. And then I think about Jojo, who still called the baby, even though she's about to be two. She's not a big words person. Yeah, she talks, but she's always just been a cuddler. And either way, whether it was her or me, I just thought whatever I had to do, I would just hold her one more time. Just hold her. Maybe hum a little song or just make sure. I call her Jojo because that's been my special thing with her. I tell her I love her, but I just hold her one more time. I just cuddle with her in those final moments. And whether it was me losing her, it would be so that I could always remember what it was like. Or whether it was her losing me, it would be so that she could always remember what it was like. And that's that's what I would do right now in this moment if if for whatever reason things were ending, whether on my side or one of the kids' sides, that's that's what I would do. And they say that you don't realize what you have until it's gone. You don't always recognize how valuable and beautiful something is until it's no longer yours. Dads, I just, I want us to be the place where we recognize how beautiful 
and how remarkable an opportunity we have to be dads. How incredible our kids are. I hope, I hope that I live to be 110 and they're well in their years and (laughs) I've got realistic hopes. I don't ever want to have to deal with the tragedy of losing them. And I'm not going to do my, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live like every day is my last because I don't think it's realistic. But from time to time, I don't think it's a bad idea for us to try this exercise where we think and we give some consideration to what it would be like, what it would be like to lose a child or to lose ourselves and what that how that might transfer over to our kids, but what we would do in those last moments. What would you do with your kids? What would be the special thing that you leave with your son or with your daughter? What would you want them to remember? What would you want them to know? I want you to do this exercise. I want you to think about it. It's not fun to think about. Think about it and then stop <laughs> because it's it's tough. Think about it. Go through it. Say what you would say. And you don't have to say it to them. Just say it to yourself. Say it out loud. Because it's going to help you recognize and realize what an incredible opportunity you have as a dad. It's going to help you love those kids maybe a little bit more than you do in the moment. Because you're going to realize how incredible they are. You're going to reflect on who they are as little bitty individuals. And you're going to realize that they are special. And that's what I want you to do. Not the Chipper podcast today, but a podcast that I I think we all need as a reminder. Because we need to realize what we have as dads. When you realize that you have an opportunity to do something incredible and remarkable, and that that opportunity is that little face or that child or that son or that daughter who's turning into a woman that looks you back in the eyes. That's your opportunity. And there's something incredible that we can do there. So think about it. Think about it and realize that your kids are wonderful. Realize that you have an opportunity. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for being with me. And I hope you'll join me next time.